Okay, I'm recording Lisa Sinclair. Welcome. Oh, good. Welcome, welcome to you. Hello. Welcome to Playing Devil's Avocado, everybody. Question. Yeah. Question. Yeah. You're at home. Yeah. In lockdown. Yeah. Why have you got a mask tucked under your chin? Um, because I have to go and get the wash. It just, uh, I've seen to wear them around the house. <laughs> because, okay. Um, because when I have to leave the actual apartment to go to the washing machines or the yes. bins or to get the mail, yes. I always have to fucking find one somewhere. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm just asking. Also, because I like to look as if I'm about to do an operation. Okay, that, that's the real answer. <laughs> I, also, I walk around with my hands dripping wet and my arms up in the air as if I'm about to perform surgery. Barking at nurses. Yes. <laughs> and saying things like, suction. <laughs> Much to my husband's delight. Anyway, welcome to Playing Devil's Avocado. I'm your host, Claire Isaac. With me is my other host, Lisa Sinclair, live Hello. from Queensland. That's right. Um, and today on the show... We're going to be talking about ageing, all different kinds of ageing and how people are ageing and how they're not ageing. Yes. We're also going to talk about the fucking hackers taking over my car again. Oh my God. Scamming people. Scammers. Scammers. We're going to talk about Active Hope. Oh yes, we're it? going to give that a go. Yeah. We tried talking about this last week, didn't we? And then yeah. you had to cut it because we didn't know what I we didn't really understand it. And we're going to do some culture club. Culture club. And also, what hurts now? What hurts now? now? Back to the old originals. Oh, good on you. Thanks. <laughs> all right, let's go. First of all, Lisa. Mm. Did you know that? Um, well. There's two things at play here. Did you know that men who mumble are yes. actually a turn-on, apparently, scientifically proven, scientifically I didn't, speaking? I didn't know until you informed me of said science. It's quite but, amazing, and it does explain, as you pointed out, something that we're all feeling at the moment. Yeah, which, which is, is Roy Kent effect. The Roy Kent effect. Now, for those who don't know who Roy Kent is, he is the taciturn... Um, trainer, football manager person on um, Ted Lasso season two. Ted Lasso. He was one of the football players in the team. And Very delicious. Manager. Everyone loves him because he's quiet and grumpy. He growls. And yet, <laughs> and yet there's something very saucy and sexy about him. Yeah. He loves a leather jacket, doesn't he? He's got. He's noticed? a terrible actor, isn't he? Really, it's a terrible, <laughs> terrible, terrible character. But there's something very appealing about him. Like he yeah. walks, like he doesn't move his arms when he walks. There yeah. are rumours actually that he is CGI, that he's not even a real man. I think he is true. a real man. He, I think he I writes did, it. I think that they CGI them when they play football because yes. I can't believe that all these actors are such amazing footballers no. so I think there is some CGI going on but there's a lot of CGI going on at the moment isn't there because after we discussed White Lotus last week yes it appeared that that particular scene we talked about <laughs> which we is, still can't give away in case you haven't seen yeah it. has been confirmed as CGI yeah well I mean that makes absolute sense doesn't it because it does you, make you sense. would not really want to be doing whatever that was that was happening no. in that scene in real no. life no. <laughs> in front of a camera no sure <laughs> or, <laughs> or you have to be very very good. 
very good control. Now, yeah. um, so, um, but aside from the CGI aspect yeah. of Roy Kent, there is um, apparently, there's all these evolutionary theories that say that men with traits that are more masculine than average are preferred, you know, when we're looking at mates and... Um, men with less clear speech are more attractive because of that. So it, apparently it's like why people like um, Marlon Brando, Heath Ledger, Tom Hardy, all these people who are actors and are very sort of sexy and real leading men have been accused of mumbling and it's because and that's why we love them so much. Yes, and they're saying that men who um, communicate clearly are seen or perceived to be more feminine traits. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Interesting, isn't it? But then I much prefer a man who can communicate. You know, <laughs> you want men then sort of, someone that grunts at you. I don't mind the grunting, but I, I can't. The men who sort of just bottle everything up um, yeah. send me absolutely insane. Uh, well, yes. I mean, they're not suggesting that it's an emotional thing. It's literally the way that they speak and the oh, way it's that they literally. Okay. Yeah, so it's like the way that they articulate things. So they're mumbling because they don't, yeah. they can't open their mouth enough. I don't know. Uh-huh. Or, oh. because, or because they they don't have a long enough vowel sound and all that is um, sort of supposed to mean that they're right. more attractive to us for some reason. Hmm. Well, um, I mean, you know. I just offer you Roy Kent and that's all I can say on well, that. Well, no, I, I think that's absolutely, absolutely <laughs> fine. And Absolutely please, please do offer me Roy Kent at any <laughs> opportunity. Um, I would like to get to the bottom of the CGI thing because I agree. I think that there's a lot of all that when they're on the football field and they're in front of like a massive crowd, mm-hmm. and they're doing those slide tackles from yeah, you know, all that stuff. You're like, shots. you're not, you're not doing yeah. that. No, very clever no. though. Very clever. Yeah, I reckon there's CGI in everything now. Probably like, loaves in the crown, isn't there? Yeah, actually, did you see those lovely photos? I put them in the PDAs yesterday. It's Dominic, what's his name? And Oh, playing Charles. Yeah, and it looks just, it's such good casting. Elizabeth Debecky as Princess Diana mm. and him as Charles. And then our the own. Our, our own Liz. Elizabeth Debecky. <laughs> our Liz. And <laughs> then the little kids who are playing the, the young Prince um, William and Harry. And then the guy playing Paul Burrell looks just like Paul Burrell. It's uh. actually extraordinary. Can't wait. When's the crown back? Oh, I don't know. We'll look it up. Succession's back in October. Yes. Another Mm. great family drama. Like Mm. a royal family. (laughs) All right, let's do some What Hurts Now. Uh, What Hurts Now, I can start because it probably does go lead into what you are going to tell me. Yeah. I bent down to pick up the washing on Sunday morning. And did my back in mm. and screamed in pain and mm. started crying <laughs> immediately and um, was an absolute mess for about 10 minutes. Lee had to give me a bit of a massage, which hurt. Couldn't stand up straight, couldn't move. It was just the, all of my nightmares of yesteryear when I buggered my back up once before. Mm. With a bike or something, yes, wasn't it? Yes, equally. Putting picking, a bike on the wall. It was picking something up, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, have you learned a lesson by now? I must never pick up anything washing related or anything anything on the floor. 
at mm. all. So, um, but then over the course of the day, I went to my mum's and finally I managed to, I took some, you know, heavy duty painkillers, went to my mum's. She gave me two massages with this Aldi, not an ad, mm-hmm. massager that she's got, which is oh. like amazing. And it was like I'd reverted back to childhood. I had to lie on the bed and she just massaged me for about 10 minutes. I know, it was so lovely. Thanks, Marion. Marion, what an absolute trooper. Yeah. Um, And I think that helped. And then I came home and I put a heat pack on it, much to the cat's delight, because there was a heat pack. He loves anything warm. Oh, yes. Um, But, yeah, it was awful. And then... I've actually been finding that working from home, sitting at this desk with a kitchen chair and not a proper office chair oh, is dreadful. really bad for my back. But you've got a game changer for us all. I do. Um, at the, my in-laws, where I'm currently working from home, um, they have, well, A, they've got desk chairs, which perfect. I think is perfect. Um, you, can you see I'm going back and forward on it at the moment? Because it's very important that your chair's not straight. I have just um, done all my training for my new job. You know, all those online courses you have to do. And one of them was a work-at-home course, actually. And it was saying that people think you have to sit at 90 degrees. That's the worst thing. You have to be able to, you know, go lean back a bit for your back. Mm. Um, More of those online courses later, Claire. Um, But the game changer is a stand for your laptop. Yes. Have you got one of them, a riser for your laptop? Yeah, Lee, my husband gave me one to use and a wireless keyboard and a trackpad and everything. But I find it really hard to use for some reason. Why? So easy. It couldn't be easier. It's the easiest thing ever. I know, I know. And I know that it's better for you and and, um, ergonomically speaking, it's good to have all that. Um, Otherwise you're hunched over your laptop. Yeah, but I also like to lie on the bed and, and type, so I've got no hope. I'm going to be oh, like a hunched over old woman. Yeah, forget in, it. In the space. Forget about it. it. Forget about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so I did all these all these training yes, sessions. Yes. And um, one of them leads us into our next thing. Okay. Because it was um, cybersecurity. Right. Bummer. Which, I wish I'd learned that sooner. <laughs> yes um and it was just a really good reminder of all these things because at the moment it's just endless isn't it all the oh scams God. and texts and emails and phone calls so everyone's getting scammed all over the place there seems yeah. to be like this huge onslaught of texts from people saying we've got an australia post parcel for you that you need and it to. was really awkward because someone's been trying to send me something legitimately for weeks now in queensland and he emailed me and said right it's coming here it is it's coming and then i got a text message saying your parcel's on the way and i didn't click on it because i know that that puts malware on your phone mm. and um i messaged him and said i've got a message is this the is this the parcel and he said yes and I I thought I'm still not going to click on it Mm. anyway he sent me a link to a tracking thing with Australia Post and I found it that way but if I'd clicked on that link my phone would be messed up yeah well I mean it's just it's it's rife and so a friend of ours a friend of ours got scammed but didn't get scammed in the end as it turned out but this man rang and said that he needed to get access to her computer because something uh, there was a virus on it or something, and then he asked he her to Telstra. yeah asked her to log into her banking so that he could see yeah. that it was all working properly, and that's when alarm bells rang for her, and so she yeah. 
hung up on him as quite rightly. And of course, that was a big scam. And then, so I read all that and I was like, oh God, poor Wendy, that's her name. Um, that's awful. And then um, I got a message from Westpac saying, did you try and buy something for $123 just now? And I was like, oh no. Then I looked at my, my um, bank details and someone had bought something for eighteen hundred dollars and then another three hundred dollars i don't know it didn't say what it is and so anyway then i put a hold on my card and spoke to them and i said to the guy are you just really busy and he's like we are absolutely inundated yeah with people just all of this and he goes he didn't even like there was no emotion in his voice it was just like You'll get an email saying this. You'll you'll get your money back in two weeks. You know, like it's just he must just be going every minute of every day, just like hold, you know, blocking holes, like a Look, big piece I think, of Swiss um, cheese full of money. I mean, you can't all do the cybersecurity course that I just did because mine's work related, but I bet you can find them online. Hopefully, not dodgy ones because it was just a really <laughs> good reminder. Card details, and you can do this course. Yes, you too can do this course. <laughs> it was just a really good reminder of things like check the um, email address, you know, if it, yeah. if it says, you know, bigbank.com, it's not, you know, uh, or if it's like Yahoo is, or Yahoo dot whatever, mm. just be really, like, really check the email addresses if there's any spelling mistakes at oh, all. if in there's anything. a spelling mistake, I'm just done. Yeah, that's a red flag. Mm. If they um, don't address stuff to you personally, mm. um, that's a massive red flag. And they did have a good one about passwords as well, Um that you shouldn't be using, we all know it, but you shouldn't use the same passwords across multiple things, yeah. sign-ins. And they had quite a good one, which was, like, to get a really good password was, like, for me, I mean, I'm going to ruin it now. I was going to say, don't tell them what you did. <laughs> okay, but it's basically <laughs> saying, if you have, so you go three brothers, so you go, I've got three brothers, three B, mm-hmm. I've got two dogs, two D, Mm-hmm. One aunt, one A. Right. Very clever. So you, it's quite clever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so what yeah. you're saying is it I should, don't have mine shouldn't be Claire Isaac one. I should change no. it. <laughs> Probably. Floyd. Floyd. <laughs> I love Floyd. Yeah. Cats are great. <laughs> with a Z. Cats with a Z. Well, I thought cats yeah. are great with an exclamation mark and that'll get that through. The other thing about my training was um, I had to do harassment and anti-bullying and um, inappropriateness and all of that kind Did of thing. Did you fail I, them all? I oh, would just like oh, formally oh. apologise to anyone I've ever worked with. Oh, for yeah. the harassment, bullying and inappropriate <laughs> behaviour. Yes. Yeah. There's not gonna, it's clearly not going to cut it anymore. Right. Oh, anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Right, yeah. well, that's great to know. I can yeah. I can take you off my list of uh, people I'll never work with again. Yeah, no, I'm all trained up, all trained up. <laughs> all right, well, let's talk about something else now. Let's Go talk on, about then. something that seems to be happening quite a bit at the moment is people are dressing up to go and get their COVID tests. Now, it's like a lot better, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you know, people were doing it with the bins, weren't they? Especially in the oh, UK yes. when they're putting their bins out, they were dressing up yes. as, um, you know, like Santa Claus or whatever. And going, or yeah, and putting the bins out. Now, apparently, they're uh, getting dressed up to go and have their COVID test. More to um, 
to um, keep, sorry, I just turned around and saw the cat staring at me with this look of absolute disdain on his face. Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry, Flo, whatever I've said has upset you. I'm really sorry. Um, More to entertain the the nurses that are doing the COVID test. So not so much for their own enjoyment, but to sort of give them a surprise when they're doing the the drive-through. Would you dress up for a COVID test, Lisa? And if so, what would you be? Oh, look, it seems like a lot of effort to me. Um, Would I dress up? Probably not, Claire. Sorry to be a party pooper. I'm not the biggest dressy-uppy person anyway at the best of time. Well, you got because you would have to make it really obvious, otherwise you just look like you're wearing weird clothes. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of our ideas are just like people, like, you know, characters from movies, like Elaine (laughs) from Seinfeld doesn't really cut it as a person when you're going in a COVID test. You need to be a rabbit or something. You do. Um, Or unicorn. I bought, well, this is is a spoiler for my Survivor finale night party that I have every Survivor Mm. season. But we dress up for that every year. And because now it's on Zoom and has been for the last two seasons, Mm. um, you know, I have to go to a bit more effort. So I have bought a kangaroo costume, which I'm going to be wearing on Sunday night. So I could wear that. Um, You know what you could go as? Sorry, mm, continue. No, that's that's it. Well, this is a segue, though. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. You could could dress up as uh, ABBA. Yes, does your mother know you're getting in a white jumpsuit? Test. Yes, with a wig. And, yeah, I haven't actually had a COVID test that wasn't in hotel quarantine. Right. So, do you get out of the car? No, they do it through the window, like you're getting breakfast. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they're not going to see your boots then. <laughs> no, you can just dress from the top up. You can yeah. just do from the waist up. But you probably, if you were doing Abba, you'd go. It's like if you're doing Elvis, you'd just go all out, wouldn't you? You wouldn't yeah. waste it. <laughs> Luckily, you bring up ABBA. So this yeah. is part of my. This is part of a of a theme that I'm picking up, right? Mm. All this aging stuff. So um, let's go through it one thing at a time. First of go all, ABBA. ABBA are yeah. back. ABBA yes. are back. We're all very excited. Yes, I'm very excited. Look, I. I mean, the songs are just. It's just like ABBA. Isn't it? I know. It's like no it time is like ABBA. It's like yeah. the abberiest ABBA thing of all yeah. ABBA town. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, hello, this is, it's like someone doing an impression of ABBA. It's so ABBA. It's like a tribute band called Barba. Yeah. <laughs> have, but here's a few of our own songs. Yeah. But, but they're just it, the same. Yeah. But it's so brilliant. Anyway, and yeah. but what has been kind of, interesting people more is the fact that they're avatars that that, so they're going to be doing these concerts in London and they've got they've built their own arena it's called the ABBA arena and they're doing a whole lot of nights at this is it the ABBA arena because that would be better (laughs) it is the ABBA arena I don't know if it is the ABBA arena that sounds like a dance you do yeah or a drink Spanish wine I'll have a glass of ABBA arena please (laughs) ABBA arena on the rocks thanks hold the lemon um uh, where was I? Sorry, I've lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah, no, so they, but they've got these avatars. So they're not actually... So when they're performing, they're really... They're not there. They're avatar, avatars, as they're calling them. Yeah. It's very clever. But what they've done is they've de-aged themselves. So they're 70-something-year-old yeah. men and women, right? Ab, you know, Agnetha, 
Anna Frieda, whatever her name Bjorn. is, Bjorn and Benny. They have. Yeah. They are all in their seventies. They're all. They yeah. all look like they're in their seventies. They're very well preserved because they're yeah. Swedish. But even so, and yet their avatars are back to being the same age that they were when they were in, you know, Abba in the seventies, and it brings up this kind of thing for me where I go what's so wrong with being 70 and then I go well yeah because I you know we always make fun of like the rolling stones or whatever or yes know, kind of I thing. think it's the difference between them being live and not live is the problem but, is the thing I think if they were live you'd happily it's it, I think that's where the probably the difference comes in yeah that if if they're live we'll go for your life at being 70 but if you're going to have avatars well maybe you might as well just have a bit of fun with it and yeah. sort of yeah I mean, I do think it's fabulous. I, do, yeah. I just, I find it, it's just a bit hard to get my head around, you know, like, so you're paying to go and see them. It's like seeing that the avatars of, um, you know. But it's not live, is it? Or is no, it? no. Well, no, no but the, no, it's not. But it's, it's not in real time. No. It's interesting. It's very interesting. I mean, they absolutely, they said 40 years ago they were never going to reform. They're never going to do anything yeah. again. Now they've got this album. Now they've got these singles, which sounds very abbery. Now they're going to be doing this thing, but they're not really there. But that you know, it's just it's they're very. Clever. They're just doing it on their terms, they're aren't so they? Clever, yeah. And also, the timing's so perfect. Who doesn't yeah, want to see need, Abba at the moment? We need Abba. We need, we need Abba. They are the they are the COVID, um, mm. you know, cancel. <laughs> they, they're mm. cancelling COVID. I mean, do you remember during the first lock, the first lockdown, Claire, mm. when um, Take That did a. Yes, YouTube the concert. concert. Yeah, and wasn't it just the best thing ever? Yeah. Abba, yeah. this is Abba of up the ante, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, I think sure so. Have. Um, but then, yeah. speaking of aging and de-aging, mm. I, um, let's talk about Helen Mirren because yes. she has been at the Venice Film Festival, just so fabulous, looking like her age. So looking like Helen Mirren, like she doesn't yeah. have, she hasn't had a lot of work done at all, if any. I would say she might have had a. Bit I of reckon she enough, might but... have had some work, very good work, or if not work, then sort of work. Yeah, like a little bit of Botox, a little bit of skin resurfacing, some very good skin stuff. Yeah, yeah. She's also just got killer cheekbones to start with. She's amazing. But anyway, so yeah. she's out on the red carpet in, like, amazing glittery dresses looking absolutely yeah. fantastic and everyone's yeah. talking about how amazing she is. And, you, yeah. you just, and like, she's dancing with people at parties. John-Claude Van Damme. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah, it's astounding. My husband did say I would. He would? Yeah. He would go there. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Because most of the time that you think that they go younger, but it would be absolutely within the realm of possibility that you could go older when it's Helen Mirren. You'd yeah. be like, I would. I would go there. Yeah. She'd be a goer, I reckon, as well. Oh, it'd be great. <laughs> I'd like to be there as well. <laughs> oh, now, no. um, Adam, joking. I'm weird. joking. I'm joking. Um, and then there were some photos that I saw that I posted in the PDAs, which is our Facebook group, of course, mm. of Cher, who is 75, yes. and her mother, who and is 95. Mm. Oh, my God. Yeah, they I mean, look... there has been a bit of work there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how much of the real Cher and the real mother are still yeah. in existence. And there's definitely some some very good wigs going on. Such good wigs. The hair is astounding. Yeah. The skin is amazing. Yeah. The makeup is amazing. The body I think that fabulous. picture might be quite old as well. I'm pretty sure that's not a new picture. 
Right. Well, I, so, I did look up to see whether, to make sure that she was still alive and looking like that, yes. her mum, and she does still look like yeah. that. Yeah, so. I, th- I think I'd run that picture in a magazine and that would have been at least four or five years. Right. When, when, when Cher turned 70 right. and we did an interview and she talked about good genes. Yes, I mean, I think so there that, are good genes and then there are yeah, good, good doctors. Surgery. <laughs> but, look, but they're both fabulous. Amazing. <laughs> Then there's stories, there was a story in the Telegraph in the UK about how grey hair, again, is back in the... The grey-volution, they're calling it. because Andy McDowell stopped dyeing her hair, and, of course, I think we spoke about that a couple Mm. of weeks ago, and she... um, The whole idea of of having grey hair has meant that you're letting yourself go, but actually it's a revolution now, and um, we should all... She says, I stopped colouring my hair. I don't think of it as letting myself go. My kids think it looks badass, which is amazing. I love the thing about the Queen, how she kept dyeing her hair until she was 64. Yeah, and her colour was chocolate kiss. I know, amazing. (laughs) Um, Lisa Wilkinson, I don't know if if it's still the case, but definitely up until a few years ago had never dyed her hair. Wow. So some I mean, you're the same. You've got hair that never needed dyeing. I've been dyeing my hair since I was 27. Yeah, um, I thought what was interesting about this story, because it's the one thing I always say about going grey, is that when you see all these celebrities with grey hair, they still spend three hours in the salon yeah. having, you know, having it all graded and stuff, gradient and what have you. And then in this story, they talk about the, a new Weller treatment called, did you see what it was called? No, of course I didn't. Oh, let's have a look. Um, there's a new Weller treatment that's that's launching in the UK and I did check out to see if it was launching here. And I don't think it is quite yet, but if it is, please tell me. And um, let's have a look. You get it in the salon. Mm. Weller's new True Grey Salon Treatment. Oh, sounds good. And it and it gives a lot of gloss because right. that is part of the problem with great hair is um, that it's very dry. So this is a washout treatment that lasts up to six weeks. Six weeks is designed to add gloss to greys that can fade and go brassy with time. It works right. in two ways. You can either apply it to pieces of hair, yeah. to contour, or apply it all over to bring out the silver and add a glossy finish, which brightens grey hair. And apparently it's a really exciting move forward, says this person, Zoe <laughs> Irwin. Who's Zoe the hair, Irwin, who's the hairdresser? who is colour trend expert for Weller. Right. So I think that is a bit of a game changer. For people who do want to go grey. Yeah. I mean, I, it's funny, actually. I dyed my hair today because my roots were just absolutely out of control. And my the greys were around my hairline. And I was just thinking, God, that just, it really changes the way that your face looks, having yes. that colour near your face. As opposed yeah, you'd to have to change. You have to change everything. You have to change your makeup. makeup. You have to change yeah. your clothes. Yeah. I mean, a whole new wardrobe, Lisa, would be fabulous. Oh. Fabulous, yeah. Culture Club! Um, Um, You watched Clickbait. Yeah, I haven't finished watching it, but everyone else was watching it in the world. Everyone hates it, don't they? Yeah, well, they hate it because it's rubbish, but there is a twist. I haven't got to the twist. So it's Adrian Grenier. Yes. um, And it's a a terrible, terrible, terrible... It was filmed in Australia, actually. It was filmed in Melbourne. So it's got like really random Australian actors. That was filmed ages ago. He was here years ago yeah. watching, making yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, 
basically it's um, he's very pretty isn't he yeah his his wife um and his sister um, there's a video that suddenly goes around that has him saying that he's been abusing women and that if it gets two million clicks on this um site on youtube um he'll die and then it does and he gets killed and it's basically sort of trying to work out what happened um oh did he abuse the women or well, is that part that, of the story? I think it's probably part of the story and also part of oh. the part of the twist that I haven't got to yet. But um, it's so bad. Like we started watching it. I said, I said to my husband, we have to watch clickbait because everyone's, everyone's watching it. And Lee was like, oh, yeah, trust you to watch, to watch that because everyone else is watching it. And then we were both just looking at each other. Yes. Oh, my God, it's terrible. But quite watchable. Got nothing else to do. <laughs> I kind of think right. it's, it's quite fun because it's filmed in Australia. Like really random people, like Timo Matic is in it. Like you know the oh yeah yeah. It's just so like you just go hey I know who that is and and like you know what's it on? Uh, it's on Netflix. Netflix. There's also yeah. and the Australian guy who plays the main detective is absolutely gorgeous. I've who is seen, it? Um, I'm gonna have to look it up, but my computer's dying, so I'll look it up on my phone. And you right. can tell us what you've been watching in the meantime. Well, after watching Working Girl, me, my sister-in-law and I, Paula, um, decided to watch Cocktail. Right. Um, it's no good. It's no good. It's the most, it's the most 80s thing you'll ever see, um, but it really doesn't hold up very well. And Tom Cruise is a terrible actor in it, allegedly. Um, it's one of his first roles, and he's really not, not brilliant. Um, but I do love Brian Brown. Brian Brown, yeah, he's good. He's yeah. very natural. Um, he is. And then the other thing I've started watching is a show called Virgin River. Have you heard about it? I have heard about it. I've never watched it, though. You'd hate it so much. <laughs> so it's about um, a nurse from L.A. who m- it moves to a tiny town in Northern California and, you know, she has to work for a grumpy doctor mm. and um, there's a hot barman and um, it's absolute nonsense. But the hot barman is Martin Henderson. Mm. New Zealand actor, who we yes. like to claim as our own, I believe. Yes, and he is very easy on the eye. Very handsome. Yeah. Very handsome. So that's what I've been watching. It's just brain-dead nonsense. Yeah. Um, uh, this guy who plays, he plays... Um, the um oh no I've lost what he what he plays. Hang on one second. Yeah. He plays the the um the detective. His name is Phoenix Rye. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Oh, R-A-E-I. Never heard of him. He's Australian. He's absolutely beautiful. Oh right. um so well worth watching for that alone. Okay. And of course Grenier is always I mean he was hot in um Entourage, wasn't he? Entourage, he was, he was. Entourage is another one that doesn't hold up at all. No, well there's lots of things that are very problematic. Oh, horrendo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just one last thing. Uh, because we're all feeling a little bit like hopeless like before we were sort of recording listeners we were talking about how lockdown is never ending and the sydney siders are in a bit of a you know funk bit of a funk yeah um active hope may help sustain us lisa Mm. and we have to have some active hope and do you know what that is no well we we had trouble explaining it last week which is why we didn't run this so i'm going to try so basically if you're pinning your hopes on something like a holiday to ibiza 
um, or the fact that you might be able to see your grandmother who lives in Perth anytime soon or whatever. They're, those things yeah. are really hopeless. They're hard to, that hope is hard to sustain because it just changes so often and it's really hard to get through. But yeah. the kind of hope that can sustain you is active hope, like getting a vaccination, staying home, seeing the person that you can go for a walk with every day or whatever because they help to facilitate the main outcome that you want to get so that's the getting out of lockdown or whatever so it's basically just having those small acts of hope that mean that the big long-term hope isn't so ridiculous a concept after all so it's really breaking it down so breaking it down into small things like bite-sized chunks yes that are doable right now yeah hopeful active things like sitting in the sun making a nice dinner getting some more exercise than you normally would. Um, so balancing the idea of hope, of, of having hope with the things that you can actually do. And I think that even though that just sounds like another term for just, you know, making the most of things <laughs> or whatever, um, you know, counting your blessings, it's actually about yeah. actively doing it so that you're you're keeping hope alive a little bit in your life. And I think that's a lovely way to lovely. finish. What a lovely what a lovely way to finish, Claire. Lovely. 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 Um, all right. Well, thank you very much for playing. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for appearing in this CGI video. <laughs> it's amazing. You're so lifelike. Um, and we will be back next week. And hopefully you will be back in Sydney. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Full of hope. We'll see. Full of yeah. joy. We can have a picnic. Picnic. Pickwick. I'm looking forward to having picnics this weekend in Sydney if everyone's been playing along at home with the yeah. with the lockdown rules. We're allowed to have a picnic with, with um two um double vaxxed friends. Yes. <laughs> so if you want to apply within, please Have do. you got it on your phone? What? That you're vaxxed? Yes, I do. Okay, so you can I really prove want it. to be. I really want to be asked. I did go. I went to my mum's, um, Marion, for the massage, not just for the massage. Yeah. Um, on the weekend, and I was hoping against hope that I would get. I was actively hoping that I would get pulled over because I really wanted to go. Well, I'm going to be in her singles bubble, you know. But no one. They didn't pull me over. I was disappointed. Oh. It's disappointing. So I do want to say, I wanted to show them my thing. Maybe next time you can, like, drunk drive or something and then they'll stop you. Maybe I should speed. Yeah. Yeah. Make a change. Drunk driving, eh? Yeah. I don't know what that means. Uh, All right. We'll um, come to the PDAs, which is a Facebook group. Yeah. Um, And um, tell us what you think about ageing. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Nice to hear from you. Goodbye.